I just don't give a damn. This is what I am. What I am. Understand? I don't give a damn. damn. This is who I am. Who I am. Man, I don't give a damn. This is what I am. What I am. And I just don't give a damn. Take me as I am. You are listening live. That is, unless you're not listening live. <clears throat> this is the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast cast. It's Wednesday. It's November 30th, 2022. I'm Travis Bryant. Uh, I'll be joined at any moment now by Cameron Hawkins, uh, the titan of Twitch, the handsomest man in podcasting. But in the meantime, let me go ahead and give out all the pertinent contact information. You have to, if you want to, if you want to have your voice heard and your maybe your face shown and your pearly whites on this show, stream with us. Hit us up because we don't have a call-in number anymore. So get at us. We will uh, send you all the proper's proper info to get on, and we'll talk to you live on the air. If you want to drop us an email or Twitter or a voicemail, I forget about the voicemails with this format the last couple of weeks, <clears throat> but we do have uh, a way for you to have your voice heard uh, and not be <laughs> not be on air and, and, and those kinds of things. Uh, the voicemail can be found at, oh, you just jumped on, huh? The uh, voicemail can be found at, shit. I haven't done it, said it, the voicemail uh, number in six weeks, and I done forgot the damn number. Uh, 415-787-5229. That sounds about right. Drop us a voicemail. We'll play it here on air and uh, talk about whatever you had to talk about. You can uh, you can find us on Twitter. Find the show at East Coast Cast, twitter.com slash East Coast Cast. You can uh, find my personal Twitter, at TravLord. And you can find Cam at Seahawk. That's C-E-E Hawk. And uh, speaking of C-E-E Hawk, you can follow along, watch along, listen along, chat along on Cam's Twitch. Find him at twitch.tv slash Seahawk. Join the the chat room. All kinds of fun and shenanigans happening. So, yeah. So, Twitch, Twitter. uh, Drop us an email. Show at gmail.com. Uh, let us know in the subject of your email which segment, VIP or non-VIP, that you'd like your email read in. And the last bastion of Get Adage, you can find us on Facebook. The Facebook fan page can be found at facebook.com slash PWTorch East Coast Cast, or just search East Coast Cast or uh, PWTorch, and you'll see us among the family of Torch pages, of Torch fan pages. So please... Give us a like, share us on your timeline, tag your wrestling pals in it, spread the word that way. But y'all know how it works. Without further ado, let's get this thing rolling. Cameron Hawkins, welcome back to the East Coast cast, my friend. Always good to be here. How is everything? How was your Thanksgiving? I had a relatively wonderful Thanksgiving. First time in a in a long time. Actually, me and Nat did something a couple of years ago, but like a, a big group kind of thing. You know, it wasn't my family, but felt like family. That yeah. was, uh, yeah. What about you? Yeah, I saw you. Cool. I, I saw some uh, emotional moments from your Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was cool, man. It was cool. Um, it went home for the first time, probably since like the summer. Um, and yeah, you know, I was there. My sister was there. Um, 
you know, she lives in Memphis. And so like, it's rare that we like all get together. Um, so yeah, it was cool. It was cool. You know, friends, family, different families and food and Hennessy and, you know, just <laughs> as, it, as it should go on football. So yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time for sure. Man, I had Thanksgiving every day until Monday. Monday, I took Thanksgiving to work. And yeah. I think that might have been my last bit, some ham and some mac and cheese. <laughs> but fam, I took I walked out of that out that place with uh oh no, no, yesterday I had some tamales because she she made uh, I was at a Mexican Thanksgiving. So um, I think Sunday we got out of there like, like tamales. It was um woo, cause Thursday was of course Thursday's Thanksgiving. I had to go to a uh, went to a birthday dinner Friday. So by the time like and then I went to brunch Saturday. I went to brunch Sunday um, and then watched Survivor Series. So, like, by the time we really got to, like, Saturday night, there was no more Thanksgiving food. It was like, nah, we're, oh, like, yeah. you know, my sister's friends are all just about 30. And so they can still kind of move freely. And that's how it should be. You really don't, yeah. as the people who cook, you don't want to, you don't want a bunch of leftovers. I mean, it's fun for the, again, for like, Four days maybe yeah. <laughs> but and that was me with a couple plates imagine if you you made a big old dinner and you got platters and platters of leftovers yeah. so yeah you want you want people to enjoy the food and to uh take it with them for sure uh, so, yeah. that was a good time man. it was a good time um i didn't leave till like monday afternoon and it was just like i was i was probably ready to go at like you know sunday morning but it was just like okay i'll hang out a little bit longer because i'm gonna be right back in uh in two weeks for birthdays and christmas and all that so you know yeah nice i was talking to my aunt and she was like when are you coming back to philadelphia and mm-hmm. it's starting to get to that point where we're on the other side of the other half of a decade yeah that i haven't been home i haven't seen anybody just you know facetime my mom and my dad every mm-hmm. now and then but yeah so i i've got a starting to feel those kind of family obligations for uh, sure this past uh, this past holiday but yeah uh we got stuff to talk about here we got wrestling we had a, a, a fun week in, in in tv we had a really good uh, we had a good pay-per-view um i thought solidly booked i thought everything went as uh as well as you could ask as you could ask it um where we want to start yeah, I mean, we got it right here on the screen. Um, Bloodline prevails over the Brawling Brutes, Drew McIntyre, and Kevin Owens. Um, and probably the uh, kind of signature moment is Sammy uh, low-blowing KO, hitting him with a haluba kick. Um, really even in that same kick. match, like Sammy, you know, taking <clears throat> what move he took for Jay. Um, just, yeah, just uh sammy showing that he's down down for the cause down for the team and you got some really good stuff with jay coming around you got some good stuff with roman making sammy earn it um yeah it was it was a lot it was a lot it was very um like you said a very well booked um show this storyline if nothing else is working in wwe um and there are other things that are working but just to say if you hate everything they have going on and you can find holes in whatever they're doing, this is the toughest thing to find a hole in. It's just been good. Um, Sammy's on like this six month run um, that is not unparalleled, but just shows how good he is. And he <clears throat> really made this thing work. Um, 
But yeah, Bloodline wins a match that they should have won, but uh, told a lot of good stories in there. You know, Solo looks tough. Um, again, you have you have Jay's character development. You have Roman looking at Jay and Sammy like brothers, but also guys he has to look out for. Um, yeah, it was it was good stuff. That was a really really strong main event. Um, I thought War Games was a perfect uh, perfect way to house that. Uh, yeah, just really strong. Um, I, I really enjoyed this main event. And I'm sure we'll get into the show, but just starting now, I thought it was really really good. Yeah, at the going in. I thought the women on the strength of the match wasn't booked seven days ago or made official seven days ago. Yeah. Uh, the the women should have the men should have opened the show and the women should have. But once everything was said and done, it was you couldn't have done you could not have opened the show with that with the with the men's war game and the angle that they or the, the finish at the end. Um, so yeah, it was it was well done on the on that end as well. Just uh just solid stuff. Nothing <clears throat> no no kind of like surprises for the for the sake of being surprises. Everything just made sense and forwarded some really compelling storylines. The bloodline stuff is not the only thing. Uh, that's of quality on WWE TV right now. It's the best. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't want to say by far, but kind of by far, it is the most compelling. It certainly has the the, the deepest, the longest uh, story being told. You know, at two years or so. Um, yeah, good solid pay per view. Good Raw afterwards, and um, looking for uh, a, a good SmackDown uh, this week. Is this week? The did Ricochet win the tournament? Win that thing yet, or is his match versus uh, the finals match of that? Is that or the finals going to be on SmackDown because he beat Braun? Um, who's on the other side of it? I do not remember, but yeah, he beat Braun. Who he beat Braun Strowman in the last tournament match, um, in the semifinals. How did I? Yeah, Braun, Braun doing all that talking. Um, yeah, they let they let Ricochet beat him. Um, so it's Ricochet on on one half of the bracket for sure. Right, and I'm and I'm assuming they want to redo that Ray Gunther match. Ray or Ricochet, you mean? Ray, uh, they want to do the Ray Gunther match. They want to uh, not, the... not have the match, obviously, with two different people. But they saw, holy oh, okay, shit, redo that look, style. Look oh, what well, that look, works. Yeah, look yeah. what Ray and Gunther did, and the buzz that that created. Like people were talking about that match. Um, I mean, really, people have been talking about every big time Gunther match that they hyped. The Shinsuke one, the uh, the Ray one, and he had one more I'm missing uh, recently, but. They want to have they want to have that match again, essentially. And Ricochet, mm-hmm. Escobar versus Ricochet. Thank you, Mister Link. <clears throat> um, and that's going to that's going to go. Oh, and sure. I, th- I think it's going to go to the point where, unlike the Shinsuke match, unlike the Ray match, it's not going to be a one off. Oh, and it's think- Escobar and Ricochet. Okay, perfect. Yeah, that's going to be good. It's going to be really good. So and you know Escobar versus Gunther, nah, that's that's not like I'd like to see it. And those yeah, guys I would think it, yeah, beat each other up. Ricochet getting that rematch, um, yeah. yeah, for sure, that should be fun. Um, 
yeah, yeah, looking forward to it. Um, okay, so that was the main event. Um, you started to talk about the women's war games match. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, women face face team wins. Uh, Becky comes back. So again, we we talked about it the last couple of weeks. If they're not announcing it on Raw or weeks before, and they're not going to announce it on the show, mm-hmm. who's in that sweet spot for a fifth? I think Becky was perfect. I was actually, um, I think I was at Saltgrass, um, and they happened, like, of course, it's football Friday, right? All the college teams play the Friday after Thanksgiving. And so somebody was playing on Fox before SmackDown. So SmackDown uh, it was UCLA or it was Cal and US, UCLA, maybe. It wasn't and... that early. It was something else before. I think they played after. Um, but I mean, like, at 7 o'clock, there was, like, no game. And so SmackDown was on on every TV in Saltgrass. So I'm like watching it as it goes. And I'm like, oh, okay, Becky's back. Yeah, okay, dope. I think she's that perfect sweet spot of not returning from long injury or super long hiatus. We know you're a face. Uh, Great addition, like, to this team. And, yeah, they went out there. Um, You got some teases of Rhea being, like, the one that they can't stop. But they didn't go too far with it. I thought Oscar and EO did some really good stuff between the two of them. Like everybody was good, nobody was bad, but and yeah, even got- even the stuff between uh, Ripley and and Bianca and, and Bianca Belair was mm. was limited and was clearly like strategic to to not seem like they're avoiding each other. Like yeah. you can't go out there and have a war games match and they never lock up or punch each other or do any somebody going Irish whip somebody. But they did a good enough job where you didn't even, if you weren't thinking about it, you wouldn't have noticed how how little they gave away of uh, specifically of Bianca and and, and Rhea Ripley. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it was good. Um, so Balor and AJ, I don't know if you caught it on commentary. I didn't, but I was kind of uh, notified like through the tweets. Um. Let me see. Who said what? That uh, AJ basically hasn't had a pay-per-view win in like two or three years. I did not catch that until until, or live at least. It wasn't until you know Twitter and stuff people started talking about it. For sure, yeah, yeah. That's a heck of a run for somebody that's as popular as AJ Styles and somebody we don't think of as like. He's so good, you don't even think of the idea of him not winning as being a thing. Remember when Dean Ambrose was <laughs> basically couldn't win? Uh, was it Dean? Or am I thinking Dean or am I thinking Bray? But maybe it was Bray, but Bray is, is certainly a, a, a spot on uh, example of not winning on pay per view, certainly not the big matches that's, that's built up. AJ hasn't been in that. It hasn't been pushed like Bray was in his in his height, but it's we thought about it. We're like shit, right? Or Bray and one in a you know Dean Ambrose ain't in one in the however long he he's oh for six in pay per views this year. And AJ, you don't even think about it. Not because he's lesser of of an act, but because he's clearly better at losses rolling off of his back. Like you don't even. 
you know, think about like, oh shit, how has AJ not won on pay-per-view in two years and nobody's and we're just it took WWE to bring that to, to everyone's attention? Like fuck. Like with yeah. internet, what y'all doing? Yeah. But again, oh. that's a credit to AJ for for losses roll off of him. You don't even think about him as a as a guy who can't win on pay-per-view in two years yeah. or hasn't. Really good match. Really good match. Um, let's see. Are they going to pair off? Are we going to get on Raw uh, next week? Do, uh, Gallows versus Priest, and then eventually Anderson versus Mysterio. I think they could ride it out for a little while because we um, and we already got Yim and uh, yeah, they did Rhea. the four way, so now they could. I mean, the four on four, so now they could break it down. But the four on four was fun on Monday. Um, yeah, yeah, I think they could ride there for a little bit. Um, I still think, you know, Finn's going to be a very good challenger for Roman or Theory or whoever they have up there. So for sure, for sure. This is the one I wanted to post in here. Okay. Theory, theory said that he he being set up to beat Roman. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, he said theory, he's, he's running with it, man. I thought, I thought that match was good. I thought, like, the way Lashley does his spear doesn't work if that many people are involved kind of the the, the roll off that he does but overall i thought that match was really good um oh the triple threat yeah yeah seth is on like a crazy streak um yeah i thought, I thought that was good um and i think that lashley being involved in the pin but allowing like seth taking the l and theory stealing and i thought that that just fit with everything everybody should be doing um i thought that was good um Let's see. So that's four of the matches. This was a five-match card, if I'm not mistaken. The you fifth match, Ronda and Shotzi. We went into it with as much optimism as we could have, right? But, like, having the conversation with no shade whatsoever, right? Mm-hmm. If Ronda's not going to sell your moves, the match isn't going to work. And I don't mean not sell, like, take them and it doesn't hurt. I mean, like, if she's not all in on the move that you're doing, like, like Shotzi hit her with that apron DDT, yeah. it just fell flat. Like, <clears throat> well. And, and so this is what I'm saying. Like, remember how, did you did you watch the Kurt Angle A&E doc? I no, the newer, the new one yeah. from like the last, yeah, a couple months. A big year. thing they talk about is. You know, even though he was a natural to it, at the very, very beginning, it looked like he wasn't quite going to get it. And then Vince kind of got in his ear and Kurt started going crazy. Um, You know, we talk about these amateurs who have trouble adjusting to the pro wrestling style. Yeah. And what we talk about a lot is, and even if it's indirectly, what we talk about a lot is not them doing the moves. It's them getting in their mind that they can take moves. You know? Um I wonder if that's what's going on with Gabe Stevenson. Like, I wonder if that's the issue that he runs into. He just doesn't know how to 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 give himself. Like, just I can't show any ass. Like, I'm I'm I've been programmed for so long to not sell anything. Even you know, if it's like, like the worst pain you've ever real. felt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, like in the real stuff, even if it's, you know, your ankle's yeah, killing yeah. you or your Even if it hurts, broken, I can't say it hurt. And 
can't can't yeah, give that can't, can't put a top further target on exactly you know. can't put too much weight on this leg even if it hurts because they're gonna go for that so i wonder if that's the case but like looking at ronda it's not that ronda can't do ronda's moves it's that in a lot of cases the match just isn't cohesive when she has to give you know um and also i think if she's not in there with somebody who she feels i think i think her wrestling shotzi in her mind is probably beneath her and even if it's not like a step down it's not them working toward anything you know what i mean like with live it was we're getting this person over as a big star or what we're trying to do here and so yeah. let's go there you know yeah. and we even you know i had gripes with about how ronda sold in an extreme rules match and even about how she like gave moves in an extreme rules match like that's so we don't take that many kendo stick shots and just run around you know right. but um or at least you shouldn't yeah but it, it, it that's that's my only like negative on the whole show um i thought the show overall was good that that just did not come together um and again her being next to shana is just like Shane is so good. Shane is just so good at everything. And I'm just like, Ugh. she has yeah. not, she doesn't have a problem of selling and making her, Hell opponent, no. her opponents look good. She's good at all of the wrestling. Yeah. Um, just, just, yeah, just good at all of it. Wow. Yeah. But, but I thought overall a good show, um, really good show. Um, he's just, all the takes are coming out. Okay. Mm-hmm. What, what is, is this? Is this, you had to get that out before December hit? What's going on? Okay. Um, but yeah, I thought it was good. Um, the Fallout Friday is going to be super interesting. Um, you know, right now, Theory's the top champ on Raw. Um, and Bianca, of course, but Theory's the top champ on Raw. Um, you know, I guess Bailey's moving on to Becky because, yeah. you know, Bianca thoroughly beat her. Yeah. Um, every singles encounter they had, Bianca's won. Um, the only win she had was Clash at the Castle. Other than that, Bianca wiped the floor with her. And Bailey's so good at what she does. You don't think less of Bailey. You just think that much more about Bianca's run. Especially when she show up in that outfit on Raw. I mean, I, I ain't mad Listen, at nobody. Somebody who cannot, who has to, for the sake of employment and relationships, as somebody who has to say less things or has to like, the way that I say things, I feel like I have to, you know, Mm-hmm. Tone it down. I even had to tweet uh thicker than sidewalk chalk. Because oh, is that what that random uh yeah. that tweet was about? Yeah, we don't, put, we don't put names to it no more. But yeah, thicker than sidewalk. Let the comment section uh, tell the rest of the you know, she looks um, yeah, they can't they can't help but tell they have no finesse or no mm-hmm. chill, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, she looked great, she looked fantastic. Um, but yeah, um, thought it was a good show. Um Super interested to see where Roman goes because again, Roman had them send Sammy out to the wolves. Sammy not only survived but thrived and gave it up at the end so the team could win. And Roman, just look how he's looking at Sammy right now. I can't believe he pulled through that gauntlet that I just sent him. Yeah, came out on top. So, yeah, and then KO, even on Monday night, was like, Yo, you're not their family. Like, yeah, he's not letting that go. Uh, which which uh, sets up the next topic. So the rumors were Sammy versus Roman at the Rumble. Now, because they just announced 
Montreal, at, or I don't know how long ago this was, yeah. but it's out there now because tickets are going on sale tomorrow, I think. That's where Friday. Elimination Chamber is, huh? Elimination Chamber in February is in Montreal, and that's going to be where Sami Zayn gets the title shot at Roman, or against crazy. Roman. That match is going to be nuts. And when Roman reigns, hopefully in a dirty, vicious heel way, stab Sammy in the back. Well, not in the back. He fight the guys. No, but just does but, something horrible to him. And just, you know, and probably, like, may say, puts him out for WrestleMania, you know, does something to him where he's even on the shelf. I don't know what, if they want to go that far. Uh, that crowd, it's going to be something we, we remember, you know, months certainly and years later. There's not a building feeling. that will boo Roman Reigns louder. His, this entire run. Like and the entire show leading up to that is just going to be buzzing. Like, yeah. Mm. Sammy's Sammy has to get a visual pinfall. Like it has to happen. Um yeah, yeah. So I wonder if, yeah, ultimately this is Sammy and KO. Well, not see, I still think it's Roman and Jay at WrestleMania. So it's gonna be Roman and Rock. What do you mean? Rock, 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 Rock's too busy buying. Let me tell you about rich people. Mm-hmm. Like, do I think Rock's a good guy? Yes. Do I think Rock would give you the shirt off his back? Absolutely. But you saying that you stole a candy bar from a 7-Eleven every day for however long, and you paying that back is buying 300 Snicker bars from that store, that's not you paying them back. That's them doing business. <laughs> you give them $300. <laughs> You just give them the money. You don't, yeah. Okay, but cool, cool story, Rock. Um, but I still think it's Jay Roman as as the WrestleMania main event. Um, I think that Jay has done such good work. I think the crowd is really into Jay. I think Sammy's helped both of them so much. But yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know if it if it if. I don't know if you can get there by April. Uh, no, no, you can get there by April. I'm not sure if if after everything this this entire bloodline tribal chief Roman Reigns the last two and a half years or so has been I, I don't think you you give it the full you give it everything that's time and room to breathe. It does not have to be at WrestleMania, Jay mm. and Roman. It can be at SummerSlam and be just as big, and why not? Because uh, that's the show that's going to, you know, it's not going to do as big, big numbers as, as WrestleMania theoretically and mm-hmm. historically. Um, you know, have that match then. Now, if you have, if they have no, no, no Rock, if that's like a guaranteed thing, like nope, he's not, he's not in, he's time conflicted and whatever, whatever. Then you you can. I just don't know if if they're gonna have Jay Uso and Roman. You know, just Jay Uso specifically. You know, and is Jay gonna win? Mm. In your in your, I think Jay wins. I think Jay wins. 
Um, I don't think Jay's like long-term WWE champion. Right. But again, I think if you have a story that you've been telling for two years that your audience is very much invested in and has loved, um, you know, who is who out. Okay. You got Drew McIntyre, Seth Rollins, KO. If Sammy gets a title shot, those are really, and Cody, but Cody's not ready yet. Right. Um, but I think, see, Cody would be way more likely at SummerSlam than Jaden. But okay, if um, if those are your top four options, if that's the case, then Roman has to hold on and to. But to see, have- that's what I don't know if he holds on that long. That, that's what I'm saying. Like you have your built-in moment that pays off your story. Um, you're saying if Jay Roman's was to a, win, yeah. Even though Roman's on a relaxed schedule, mm-hmm. um, Roman gonna need time off eventually. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a way to pay off the thing that you've built, and a way like. You got to move on. You know what I mean? Like, eventually, you have to move on to other things. I mean, you don't have to. This is... <laughs> when you you look don't at, have Look at to. Austin, right? Yeah. Steve Austin. Steve Austin as world title contender at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. WrestleMania 14 or WrestleMania 17? Yes. It's, it's over at 17, right? And there's injury stuff, so it's not like all his fault. But by the time you get to 18, that's him and Scott Hall. And, you know, that, that that's that. Um, with Rock, even shorter. That's WrestleMania 15 to WrestleMania 17. Then you double back uh, when you get to the late 20s, right? Of course, Cena's forever. Triple H is forever. But for the most part, as, as Babyface, it's really been... As big as star, I should say, not even his babyface. Austin and Rock and Cena. And Cena's was way stretched out. But I don't know if they think they need to do that with Roman. And nobody's had a consecutive run like this, you know? So when will it end isn't like a negative toward the story. It's don't ride it so long that it ain't hot, you know? Um, so we'll see. There is absolutely something to be said. Uh, for that, all right, Mr. Link, you're just starting to become absurd, Robert. Yeah, you what anyway? <laughs> um, okay, so, um, switch gears a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you catch dynamite on Wednesday? Uh, n- last week, no, we talked, okay. Rich and I talked about it, but I didn't see it. So, um, a couple of weeks ago, I wrote uh, an article after interviewing Tony Storm and, you know, talked about her career, talked about the things that she feels like she's working towards and trending towards what she wants for the women's division. And of course the conversation of interim champion comes up and plays a big role in what we talked about. I think it plays a big role in how she saw herself. And what sticks out to me is her saying being interim champion makes me feel like I'm not champion. Like, do I have to defend this? Yes. You have to perform at the highest level, yes. But if I lose this thing before I get the shot at the real belt, I was never champion. It doesn't count. And I think that's something that rang true with her. So she loses to Jamie Hayter um, a week and a half ago at Full Gear. And then Jamie Hayter comes out on Wednesday, and they announced that Thunder Rosa has officially relinquished the title. So not only is Jamie Hayter 
officially recognized as AEW Women's Champion, but retroactively, Tony Storm is Women's Champion. Now, I do not know, you know, I don't know Tony. You're not talking to Tony. I can't like reach out like dog how you feel. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, I think it still rings a bit hollow. I think it would have been cool going into the pay-per-view to say that. I don't know if it was worked out. Right. Um, but I, I think it's really interesting. I think that I, I try not to be super critical of stuff that happens over there, but I do think that they are going to have to get into the habit of really thinking these things through earlier. Like, it's not even a hindsight is 2020 thing. It's a, we got to set a firm date on when this interim stuff has to go. Like, we have to do that. Um, it was just like 30 days, 60 days. Like, like it, there needs to be a cap. Um, because I think that when talent feels like what they're doing is less important, that definitely trickles over into the fandom. Yeah. Fuck that shit. I'm going to be critical. This was dumb as fuck. I th- <laughs> it's five four days, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Four days after the pay-per-view, this wasn't y'all hadn't for for the just for the sake of the to add some spice, some extra to that match at the pay-per-view, uh, Storm and Hater to have them cut Promos after finding this out. Breaking news as we open full gear. Mm-hmm. Fucking uh, Thunder Rosa is is not uh, the champion anymore, mm-hmm. and Tony Storm is the you know this retroactive bullshit. What mm-hmm. the what? That doesn't mean it means it. I was, it means less, I guess. In in you know pro wrestling than it would in in uh, legit. Yeah, competitive sports, but it means nothing in a real sport. How much does it mean in in fucking pro wrestling? Yeah, it's just a thing to say when when you could have said it. But it's just a thing to say, and that has zero impact or negative impact when you could have said the same thing four days before and gotten something out of it instead of half your fan base going, huh? I think and it you- lessens it lessens. Tony's reign, it lessens the match. And in a in a situation where you know people are did, did, did Jamie's hater beat the champion? Oh, retroactively, yeah. yeah. In but. a situation where you're already critical of a division in that, wow, they only get one match per show. Like, that thing persists. Mm-hmm. You have to do the things that you can. Even if you as a booker disagree with that aspect of it, you should still do everything you can outside of that to make the thing feel important. And it rings hollow. It does. Um, I think that, like you said, announcing that at the show, announcing it the Wednesday before, like, could it, if it was just something that popped into your head, then, you know, okay, but these things can't be things that just pop into your head. You gotta, you gotta put more into it. It is just you need to know where you're going forward. You got to sit down and think about this stuff. Um, I, I, I think we're at the point where three years worth of telling, worth of storytelling, multiple stories, obviously, you know, there's, I, I think it might be good. I think people have been saying this more about the talent and the the respect and the level of, but he need Tony Khan needs folks around him. He needs 
an inner circle that can that is empowered to make decisions on his behalf, but you know, hopefully good decisions. I, I think he's being run ragged. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not sure if the ideas that he might have one time. Oh, I'm full of ideas. Well, it's been three hundred. It's been three years. You're 150 shows in, and that's just main TV shows, not including secondary shows, fucking YouTube shows, or pay-per-views. Just your main thing that most people watch. You've done 150 of them, and you're telling obviously more than 150 stories. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't burn out. What I just mean, create creatively. Uh, there's not, there's not like a, like a, like they don't have the juice over there. Some things have it. You look at Ricky Starks, like you go, yeah, that's going to be something. You look at somebody like Hobbs and you go, man, if they tap into to mm. something he's got, some of the women over there, you're like, oh yeah, if they get things. But as a whole, as putting the whole thing together week after week after week, you know, they're 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 lacking. They're lacking a bit of juice. It's and... super up and down. It's super up and down. Like one couple of weeks, somebody's really really hot. Uh, next thing you know, you're not seeing them. Right. Um, and so yeah, or, yeah, or stuff that might not be working. You're not pulling the plug or calling an audible fast enough, there. or even at all. You're just like, mm-hmm. uh, let's go. I mean, the dark order for for instance, like that's still a thing, and it hasn't. Well, it looks like they're look. It looks like they're taking your advice. Uh, Ten just left. Um, so it looks like that is actually like that may be coming to a close, but certainly was around like with without the interaction with Adam Page, I don't find the act really like good. You know what I mean? It's there. And I, I do like uh, my man, uh, John Silver, though. I really do enjoy John Silver. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, and even that, even even Hangman hanging out with those guys, the fact that it didn't kill and derail his career he's not like worse off hmm. uh from hanging out being associated with those guys tells me he's got you know way more of that potential and that he could be tapped and he's just being underutilized i think everybody there is being underutilized even the people that we like you know, are getting solid pushes it's like uh, everybody that that everything needs to step up and, and and they just need to hit another level and it unfortunately you're being compared to a revitalized you know powerful fucking you know money flush WWE and somebody and who's way less a lot to prove. than you are like Triple H specifically like way less shows in than Tony Khan is for for with this talent with this budget and so yeah it, it it's it's hard to go against that. It'd be you would have loved to have seen them start on the same day, just to see what the real differences are. Sure. Oh man, um, that would yeah. Uh, who wants to follow that horse race? Yeah. So, um, okay. Did you? I know you say you didn't see. I know you and Rich talked about it. So, match two, uh, the elite versus the uh, death triangle or yeah, yeah. Death triangle death triangle. Uh, they uh, fam, who are they Matt doing? Does, Matt attempts the the buckshot lariat, and his leg gives out, and he plays it up to the crowd. Omega bites somebody's arm. Mm-hmm. Omega hits a GTS for a two count. It's like guys, like this. 
you know, this is hours or maybe hours after it was released and talked about. This is hours, at least after I found out. Omega's like, yeah, you know, the past is the past. And he's talking to all this like amicable uh, adult. You know what? You know, people, you know, people get excitable. And it was completely lied to the fan base that he was over it. And 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 those things in the last couple of months are behind him and we all need to move on well you just threw a bunch of fucking pitch on that fire like what, what the fuck? one of two things are true either they're jerks or they think the people that love them are jerks i don't think they're mutually exclusive i, I, I but that is also like there is part option C. Yeah, one of those things. I'm saying one of those things are absolutely true, though. Like one of them have to be true, even if both of them are true. They're either jerks or they think their fans are jerks. Um, and it was just like that. That part's not for me. In that, we know too much about it for it to be funny to me. Like I, I laughed on the timeline, but not laugh like ha ha. Thank you for doing it. Laugh like are you for real? Yeah. Like seriously, yeah. Uh, it's it was, it was like Rich was like, no, this was not petty. This was passive aggressive. This is just oh, it was just so bitch like, right? Like what a bitch! Like in in it's just not, the harshest terms of like what when a I don't have the platform to retort, then I don't think it's a good joke. Like, because it's like people say, you know, you don't punch down. Mm-hmm. I don't even think this is punching down, but like, no. oh, no, 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 like, yeah, it's not punching, but it, it is getting your shit off when the other guy can't and being corny about it. It wasn't even yeah. like, like, and I try to see this as if, if it was somebody who I fuck with mm-hmm. did it, I'd be disappointed in that person that I yeah. fucked with if they did that, especially if. I had found out hours before that they that they that they said something and it was the complete opposite of what their actions uh, showed. So and if it was like again, if it was clever, like it just it's nasty. It's nasty. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I bet Joseph. I bet. you can be super offensive, but oh shit, that is Joe. You can be super offensive, but if the shit don't land. You're a fucking asshole or racist or misogynist or whatever the joke was leaning into, uh, you know. But if the shit's funny, then you know you got to deal with it. This shit wasn't funny or particularly clever. Uh, and was it in Chicago? Was it? You know, it's like, oh, okay. The extra, the extra, you know, salt in the wound. Yeah, she was nasty. Um. You got you're gonna get MJF's first promo now. I don't know if you remember years ago. I don't know if it was, I don't think it was the very first SmackDown, but remember Triple H versus Rock Iron Man match on SmackDown. The one Michaels, uh, yeah, Shawn Michaels, non active competitor, cost Rock the match. Mm-hmm. There's no recourse. Uh, basically, John Moxley gave William Regal the, the Lion King speech. You leave and you never return. They were in the ring together. Literally told him that. <laughs> you leave oh. and never return. Wow. That's a good line. Only, uh, only one year. Um, go away, Doge hype. 
Oh, so um, he's really he's really leaving the, the company. Yeah, his deal was only one year. Yeah. Okay. Wow. 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 So he is sliding, buddy. Hmm. Well, yeah. Um, I thought that uh, Daniel Bryan intervened, said, "Nah, don't attack Regal." You know, if you if you hit him, like it, it's really going to be the end for him. So they did play up that part. Um, but yeah. Um, so he's out of there. You got to assume Moxley's taking time off. Maybe he'll have like a blow off match. Um, and yeah, you got MJF is going to cut his first promo tonight. Um, so that should be really oh, interesting. Um, hi, Smiley. Uh, but yeah, um, looking forward to the show tonight. Um, I might have a little insight into the next few weeks of Dynamite. I think it should be really interesting. I think that. I'm curious how people respond to it, um, the stuff that they have planned um, in the main event. So, yeah, should be an interesting couple of weeks. Um, a good time to tell people there's not going to be a show next week. Um, yes. We will be at AEW Dynamite. Joe is in the house uh, yeah. uh, in, in the chat room. Yeah, we're going to be uh, in the suite yeah. at, uh, at the HEB Center next week. So, so that should be fun. Yeah. Um yeah, and then um, two more things before we get to the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, NXT last night, we got 80% of the field for deadline. Um, they had Medusa, Molly Holly, Road Dog, and X-Pac flanking HBK as they selected the participants for the uh, Iron Survival Challenge match. Okay, so on the men's side, Grayson Waller, Mello, Joe Gacy, and uh, JD McDonough. On the women's side, Zoe Stark, Cora Jade, Roxanne Perez, Kiana James. In both cases, they're going to have a last chance uh, battle royal match uh, for the fifth competitors. Who's that with the glasses? Kiana James. Who is she? Never heard of her or seen her. She's good. She's apparently she's she's mixed. They got a lot of mixed chicks. Like Zoe Stark, I think is also half black. But like for both of them, you like somebody got to tell you so you know. Um, but yeah, Keanu James is swole up. Uh, not like big, but like she got shoulders bigger than mine. She's impressive. Um, her gimmick yeah. is like businesswoman, MBA, LLC, and all that. But she's good. She's really coming along. Um. I assume like they talked about the fifths. They were like Von Wagner, Von Wagner and Axiom. And they threw out some names on the women's side too. What's super interesting is, um, you know, at the beginning, as they're having the debate, they're like, yo, we're going to throw wins and losses out the window. Like it's about, do you have the thing? And I'm like, you know what? You are making this way too easy on yourself. Good job. Because like, if you, like, you're gonna just Waller, say on TV for this for this, and I'm like Grayson Waller doesn't have the best win loss record because you had him in there with the Apollo Cruises and peoples of the world, but he's definitely a top talent. JD McDonough smoking it in the ring, loses to Braun Breaker like twice. Like like there's uh, Roxanne Perez, Corey Jade costs her a bunch of matches, but you understand both of them and their trajectory. Zoe Stark, got to have a top heel in there, just turned on Nikita. Okay. And the top heels are a faction. So it's like, okay, 
This is a way that you explain it factor and what they've done in moments as a way to get to this match. I so I'm like, okay. Uh, for sure. I, I just don't like those kinds of things being so overtly talked about. You got to look at the way they said it, though. I think the way that they said it was. Yeah, and this is sec- me hearing it sec- yeah. explained. Uh, yeah. So that's when not. They put the, it together, the I thought it was all right. So, um, yeah, yeah, that should be it should be an interesting oh, show. Well, right? how does the I see this 25 second clock in, in the well, remember, in the, we, we in the all of it last week. Two people start. People come in every few minutes. You win, oh, you this is the one that it has to, it's going to be yeah. 15 minutes. So that's uh-huh. right. That's right. That's right. Now I remember. I remember penalty box. Do you do you risk going for pins early or yeah 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 yeah? The I think having Mello and McDonough in there, um, and not that Gacy and Waller are bad. I think Gacy's good. Waller's still really new to this. And on the other side, even though she's young having a Roxanne Perez and then a Zoe Stark who's really shown like she's capable. I think they're going to keep that match flowing the way it needs to. Um, so yeah, it should be good. I wonder, I do wonder, like, I feel like the fifth for the women's going to be Nikita. Um, just like the way her and Zoe have a beef. Um, if, if the whole thing is you don't got to be good. You got to kind of be uh, personality. Then she definitely should be in it. I'm interested to see what they do on the men's side. Like, if it was, even though he's brand new, if it's me, I'll put Trick in there. And just to see, uh, you know. What it might be time to, to, and I'm not watching, but it might be time for him to start getting matches. Has he had t- uh, TV he's matches yet? Some singles matches. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, But like. Is he coming along? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. athletic. He's, he's figuring it out. Um, The thing with Melo, like. If if somebody had to put if you had to put your money on one match that's happening WrestleMania weekend, yeah, I think it would definitely be Mellow and Braun. Like I think that's just everybody thinks that's what's coming. Uh, Mellow not being North American champion, what else is there for him to do? Braun beating all his challengers, who else is there for him to face? Well, you got to get there. You got five months. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But again, like if if you had to put money on a match right now, this match is going to happen that weekend. I think with with everything. Well, I also think Bianca Ray is like the one where you're like, yeah. But so we'll see. Um, the last thing uh, before we get to emails and calls, mm-hmm. um, I do have. And this, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna do a screen share for this. Let's see. And I'm super curious what you uh, what you have to say. I think we'd be pretty much in agreement with this. We can always make some last minute edits here. Okay. Share screen and let's go to screen two. Okay. So guys, um, Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast Cast AWWE Best of 2022 Awards. Um. I did not do, and we might total them up and then put them together, but I, because people are idiots, um, I did not put AEW and WWE under one single voting thing because then you get to your tribalism and I don't know if we need to do an overall best with them doing different things. So um, AEW Male Wrestler of the Year, the four I put up there, Punk, Harwood, Moxley, and MJF. 
You think um, there's anybody else who should be figured in there? AEW, dude. Um, I mean, those are the 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 four that. I think that's about it. Like, people have had good years. Like, like I don't know if a Wardlow being yeah. TNT champ really like has him up there. Cesaro's been good, but that was like a bit later on. Um, Danielson's been good, but a lot of those are like losses, you know. Um, I think I think that's the the right list for that portion. Um, yeah. On WWE side, I had Lashley, Gunther, Roman, and Seth as the four. Um, Strong title reigns or really strong match resume. I think with all those guys, I think that's about the four you'd go with. Um, for AEW female wrestler, I got Britt, Jade, Thunder Rosa, and Tony Storm. Jamie Hayter's hot right now. I think that came on really, really late. Like she was kind of out till the summer. Um, yeah, more and and she was just more personality kind of uh, playing off of Britt and being a part of Britt Baker's crew. My man said, Link, check the motherfucking chat, dog. Um, <laughs> that's why I put it in there. But no, I'll send it. I'll put it in there one more time right now. Um, got you. Did, okay, so Nyla did a lot of work on Dark, though. Like, I don't feel like Nyla was doing a whole bunch um, on TV until like she started feuding with Jay late in the game. Um, let me see. And then on the WWE side, I thought that was pretty straightforward too. Bailey, Bianca, Becky, and Ronda. Um, probably could have put Liv in there. Um, For sure. But I think this is about the four we'd go with. Um, Dark is NXT, yeah, basically, right? Um, for NXT, now, what I did do for NXT, um, I didn't think they had four men and four women that would really fit the bill. So I did their top three champions, uh, Braun, Mello, and Mandy. Um, yeah, well, let's uh... see where people fit there. Yeah. Um, AEW Tag Team of the Year. Again, I thought it was really straightforward. Uh, acclaimed FTR, Swerving Our Glory, and the Bucks. Man. I feel like I mean, the fact, is, fact that Swerving Our Glory are even on there, I think shows that that's not a very... Uh, I mean, are you missing people. folks? Huh? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, I think that like you could put uh Lucha Bros in there, but other than them, I don't know who you'd have. Damn. Um, FTR has been strong. Bucks were the champs when the acclaimed or when Swerving Our Glory won the title. Um, and then Swerving Our Glory and the Acclaimed had two great matches. Um, so yeah, I think that's about where they fit. Um WWE Tag Team of the Year. Um, I mean, I'd say FTR, but for for AEW. But you know, when whenever somebody says it's a pretty easy answer, and then you show them uh, the pie chart, and it's like, oh, like motherfucker, you don't know what the fuck you talk about. Even if I agree, people have tastes that aren't always our tastes, and that's yeah. what voting shows. Um, you idiots. Anyway, um, WWE Tag Team of the Year. I, I feel like this one is a runaway. This that's not even the but you know you gotta you gotta put it out there, right? Yeah. Um you could have um, just had one one option. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um you know, street profits, 
I thought they had a, an amazing summer, but you know, you figure in injury, it kind of takes away from that. Um, so I kind of went with uh, the champions from each brand. Usos were the only main brand male champions. You had the Creeds, I thought, at, at a really strong first half of the year. Damage Control, of course, come on late, but immediately take the titles. And Gigi Dolan and JC Jane, I mean, Toxic Attraction kind of ran the title division down there. So, yeah. Um, AEW Match of the Year. Okay, so for this one, this is when you get with the nerds and start to go to, like, cagematch.net and see where <laughs> things are ranked. Because yeah. um, it's just like, hey, blame them motherfuckers, not me. But, uh, yeah, Danielson Page to open the Dynamite uh, early in the year. Smoked it. Uh, Acclaim, Swerve in Our Glory. Um, really, really fun tag team match at All Out. Um, so that was like the, I think it was the return match uh, for the titles. Um, oh no, that was the first one, and then the uh, the rematch was Arthur Ashe, um, MJF and Punk at Revolution dog collar match. Uh, the visual alone, I thought, made that really really strong. And then Elite Death Triangle at Full Gear. Um, give the people what they want. From a couple of days ago, weeks. Ago? Yes, yes, the recency did get me. Um, WWE. I think that was a great, all that great of a match. I mean, they did that thing that people like, you know, the stuff. Um, WWE match of the year. Uh, had to put five in here. Sheamus and Gunther clash at the castle. Uh, Lesnar reigns at SummerSlam. That was the uh, last man standing. Street Profits, Usos, Money in the Bank. Uh, Rhodes and Rollins at Backlash. And Lynch and Belair at WrestleMania. Um, this one early has um and we can go over the early the early results. I think they're really interesting so far. This is gonna run for a few more weeks. So that I just submitted end. mine, so okay. I just um, so I mean for match of the year, Josh. I mean, Match Street Profits Usos was amazing to me. So was Seamus and Gunther. Um, I actually didn't see Rhodes and Rollins at Backlash, so I still need to go watch that. Mm-hmm. Um AEW's on-screen MVP. Um, thinking about what you do outside of just the matches. I got Britt Baker, Jericho, MJF, and my man Stokely Hathaway. Stokely, like the few times he's on screen, has a moment or a soundbite that just resonates. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this will be a really interesting one. Uh, on-screen MVP. For WWE, I think Bailey's been really, really good since she's came back. Um, Rhea for presence alone, and the uh, you know the WWE.com stuff they've had, uh, she's been really good. Uh, Sami Zayn, of course, um, and Seth Rollins for on-screen MVP. The stuff he does between matches has been great. Um, and the AEW pay-per-view of the year, you just list all the pay-per-views because they only have five. Um, good point. Good point. On WWE side. Um, you Clash just did the, the big ones, basically. Yeah, Clash of the Castle, um, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, WrestleMania. I think those would be the top four we'd go with. Um, so, yeah. Um, not to go through them all, but just uh, a quick look-see. Um, Oxley. Roman. Um, Jade running away with AEW Female Wrestler of the Year. Yep. Um, of course, Bianca, you know. So, and then Mello over there. Um, so not gonna look at all of them, uh, but yeah. So that's kind of those are looking uh, looking 
quite similar to mine. Yeah. At least those first couple. There's some interesting stuff there for sure. Um, Sammy versus the Jackass team should have been there. No, um, but it was dope. Like, it was a fun like, match. Like, but you're Logan not going to be at Roman the end Reigns. of the year. Come on. Um, people love Logan Paul, Roman Reigns for sure. But I think that's a. I couldn't. I can't believe he can do this. Yeah. Like I was going to do moments of the year, um, but that's weird to quantify. I have to look back at so much. But Logan Paul's frog splash is probably. Like way, way up there, um, especially because of what you know the outcome of said frog splash. It makes yeah, it bait break more... was dope for sure. Um, but no, uh, but yeah, so that's the poll vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of those you just have to. There's some oomph that, like Tyler Bate versus Braun Baker. Breaker was booked with two weeks' notice or whatever. That NXT UK. Yeah. Versus NXT, even if it was booked out a month ahead, it just was two guys that had no history on TV. That uh, with another guy who people might like or remember, but in Tyler Bate, but he ain't been on TV in months. You know they threw their shit together. Yeah. So even if they go out there and have a technical banger, there's just an emotional component that that uh, that that's yeah. not there. It's the same reason that matches that aren't average matches can be considered match of the year. I mean, Hogan Rock, you know, at, at Mania, that match was fucking hot garbage. But I was there. I had goosebumps and was mm-hmm. so hype. I wasn't thinking about, look at that arm drag. You know, that kind of shit. For sure. Um, I should have went with, with most overused uh, moment on social media. I did t- do a poll for that, and everybody agrees the rock sliding in them church shoes is like just the most tweeted out, overused. That when I saw that as a as an option, or like when people start responding, I was like, I, and I, I'm not, I'm a, not a big Twitter scroller, but or interactor, but I just was surprised that that one I don't see that one often. I see it all the fucking time. Ugh, it's a mess. I see the the kid, the NOD kid, more than I see rock sliding in the shoes. See, with I, I don't, I think I might have included one gift. Gifts are weird because like, oh, 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 wait, what are we? What were we? What was the? Well, actual? just the most overused moment, but like gifts are weird because oh. people always post gifts. Like videos to me is a bit more deliberate, I guess, and not a reaction to something. Like people don't post, don't tweet. Remember when white kid did the NOD? Uh, fist, thing. fist, yeah. They posted as a reaction to other things, yeah. You know what I mean? But I got you. Uh, remember when Rock did the greatest people's elbow of all time, and then they post a video all the time. It's very nasty. I got you. Shit, what about the the greatest ending in SmackDown history? Video? When everybody hit their finishers. Yeah, that was I mean that's a fucking dope, that. a dope people ass. That uh, but that's something that I see all the time, yeah. as far as full on, you know, four or five minute long, you know, video. I see that all the time shared on all the, the, the wrestling sites and groups, you know, on social media. And it's for, for good reason. That was absolutely amazing, especially when you look back now and just like, did I appreciate what was happening at 21? Well, I was 21 years. Like, there's no way I did. There's absolutely no way. I was only two, three, two, three years back watching wrestling, 
didn't watch WCW. Like I just, you know, like that. No way at 21, 22 years old that 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 I was I appreciated it as I do now at forty damn two. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's get somebody else. Let's get Kylan in on uh, on the conversation. All the way from Newark, New Jersey, Kylan Furlow. Welcome back to the East Coast Cast, my friend. Thank you, thank you very much, Trevor. How are you and Cam doing this week? Doing all right. Man, you know, great. What you got for us? To 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 start us off this week, Cam. To to correct some information, I will block you on here right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just tell me the information. And, don't say to correct me. Just don't, and don't blame me. No, I'm blaming you. You're saying it. Why wouldn't I blame you? You're doing it because this, this, <laughs> this was actually Dave Meltzer's original blender, but mm, he's upgraded it to a blender now, Cam. <laughs> as of yesterday. Dave Meltzer corrected his original report, which said that William Regal only signed a one-year deal. It looks as though Dave talked to someone in AEW, and this person informed Dave that William Regal apparently signed at least a three-year deal. Oh, nice. However, it, it, is not, it is not totally out of the question that William will decide to leave soon anyway. Mm. So... I don't know if William Regal got Tony Khan to put an out clause yeah. or something in his contract saying if he was unhappy, he could leave at the one-year mark or maybe he really sees how well Triple H is being re received and he wants to go, but... Dave definitely emphasized that it's not guaranteed that he will stay. What would if he was a, a a basketball player or baseball player? What would that be like? A you sign a three year contract with the option clause or whatever? What would they call it? Yeah, with the player option. Okay, yeah. So he got a player option. And Kylan, I don't know contract law and and, and shit like that, but I'm not sure if you can contract somebody about and put feelings in it like oh we'll see how i feel in a year like eh, that's a little something more concrete um so i think it would just be you could you would narrow it down to something like a player option where he has a chance to opt out or opt or opt in to, to the to the two years like if you sign a three-year contract and at the one year you get the opt out or get the rest of the three -year I'm, contract. Out. I'm out yeah so yeah, if it's a three, it's a, it'd be just like Malachi Black. If you you sign three year deal, fam. Sorry, eight months in, you're you know, you don't 
you know, feel like things are going your way. And you, if you want to go home, sure, go home. But you're going to go home and be home <laughs> for the rest of this contract. You're either going to work for me and ride out your contract or, or and, and work out your contract, or you're going to be at home riding out your contract at a vastly reduced rate, or I don't know how that would how that would work again. I don't know contract laws and shit, but um, yeah, Tony Khan is not just... It might be different with a with a William Regal because he's not an on-air talent. But I actually think that would be that's actually worse. You know, like Tony Khan needs William Regal uh, not as a damn on-air guy. He can work in that in that position, sure, perfectly fine. But he needs a William Regal around him. But if William Regal don't want to be that to Tony Khan. Then let you got you know like all right, either let him go with a with a with an understanding that he's about to go make your competition that much more stronger or that much that strong whatever, or you say no, you're going to ride that three years out or whatever the, the length of the contract is, um, assuming there's no you know opt out deal that we talked about a minute ago. So interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you uh, came and uh, fixed uh, Cam's massive blunder here. You know, can't have us. Uh, I, I said <laughs> can't have us here I blundering said, around the internet. I said it was Dave Meltzer's. I heard you, but I'm saying. <laughs> All right, what else you got for us? So, in in continuance of the subject of. 640 for me, J-Ray. Of, ta- ta- of behind the scenes or r- wrestler hi- hiring so far. Is there anyone that you feel Triple H or Tony Khan pr- probably with a greater emphasis on Triple H, should have hired at this point that he hasn't. Look who's really sitting out there. Um, You mean as talent, as on-air talent, or as inner circle type, or or creative type? Either. Either. I like like that the AEW signed AR Fox. I think that's a very good hire for them. Um... I think the guy is great in the ring. I think he has the respect of his peers and the appreciation of the people after him. Um, I think WWE has those guys at a really, really high level, but fewer lower down the card. Like I do think there's like an appreciation for Shelton Benjamin that um, I'm like finding out like that people under him are like really big fans of him. Um, Who's really out there that is kind of unsigned? Um, you know, I like, like, like a Myron Reed. I really like Myron Reed. I really like Chris Bay. Like, I understand that they're, you know, in other places. So I don't know if either company really needs that shot in the arm right now. Like WWE is developing their own guys, whereas AEW has a lot of younger guys and and gals from the indies that they have coming up. Um, I mean, whenever I think of a name, I'm like, they're signed somewhere. They're signed yeah. over there or over there. Like I don't. I'm saying this with zero idea and completely ignorant to his mm-hmm. contract status. But 
Bronson Reed will be back on WWE TV yeah. in 2023. Yeah. And I don't think he's going back to NXT. I heard that's in the works. Um, he, he, he has been he has been offered a deal. Okay. Well, at least uh, that means they're talking whether he takes it or not, but he's uh but they're in in in, in talks. That's cool because because uh I need Bronson Reed on my TV. Yeah, yeah, he 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 was he was one of Triple H's main main guys mm-hmm. that he wanted back immediately. Yeah, he's too old to be going back to NXT. That's why that's he's too that's, old. Yeah, he ain't gonna be thirty six. I mean, years Jacob Fatu, of yeah, course. Um, but man, I'd want to see him in AEW. Like, they don't need nobody else in the bloodline. Um, I'd love to see him at AEW go over there and smoke it. Um, say Hammerstone will be in WWE next year. Could see that. I think what's interesting about him is like I think Hammerstone's good. Hammerstone's not as tall as you think, and so I wonder how he'd be presented over there. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's good. He's really good. Um, I don't want to. Da- I don't want to date online. Dating in real life got me stressed out enough. I don't want to date online. Leave me alone. I don't know. Girls 18, no, Cam. No, I don't want free girls in my city because they're never really free. (laughs) What does that mean? They're for sale? (laughs) All right. Uh, All right. Anything else, Kylan, before we we kick you off here? What, what, What newly signed wrestler or group of wrestlers do you do you expect to be given the quote unquote ball in in 2023 i don't know if anybody they just signed like i think mellow's gonna he's gonna have a crazy 2023 i think mellow and braun are really positioned to have a crazy 2023 um Newly signed is tough because I think for for whatever faults there are in both companies, who's next is pretty obvious, right? Like MJF has been next, but MJF is there. Jade's going to continue to get better. Like she's right there. Um, You know, you you got you finally got Rick in the main event. Um, So that you expect to keep going. Um, I think Montez Ford, like I don't think it's going to be new guys are going to go crazy with. I think that um, they kind of struck gold with Mello being as good as he is. Um, So like already before he came in and then really developing that edge being next to uh, being next to trick. Um, But like new signings, I, they just got Darius and Dante back my dumb ass. So, you know, so Darius has been hurt for like months and months and months. Mm Mm-hmm. And Darius is my man. Uh, we linked up at Wale Mania, and we've been cool ever since. Okay. So Dante had a little spill on Rampage, and I hit Darius like, "Yo, you good?" He was like, "Well, actually, man, that was Dante. I know people kind of confuse us sometimes." But I'm sorry. <laughs> my, 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 the baby just messing up in my head. Uh, but no, they got those kids back over there. They think highly of them. They got Wardlow in position. Um, I just don't think somebody's gonna cut like. They just got Jamie Hayter on, who's been there for a year or two. I don't think anybody. She's been there since the beginning. 
Maybe yeah. not like as a mainstay, but but yeah, but like on, yeah. But I even better, like I don't think anybody brand new uh, Julius Creed. I think so highly of him. He's been there. You know what I'm saying? They've been grooming him, but he's not like fresh off the street. You know, um, I I don't really see anybody who just got there getting shot. Like I, I think Roxanne Perez is going to have a great NXT women's title run, but I don't think she's going to go crazy main roster until 2024, 2025. Yeah, they need, they, <laughs> WWE specifically, uh, I don't think they need to sign more people. I think they need to cultivate the folks that they have, and even the folks that we haven't even seen on TV that are still in the, uh, uh, they're still in the PC system. And Bobby Roode's on his way back. Chuck Bobby uh, Roode. Uh, real quick, let me. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure if you saw. If you're scrolling through Twitter, but our good friend Steve uh, Williams, I'll slap the shit out of Steve. <laughs> you be taking mad liberties with me, dog. I, I don't care about the group chat. I, uh, I'll show up I, to a wrestling show. I'll work stiff. Pause. All right. Um, Roxanne's been in NXT for a minute too. Yeah, um, she's somebody that's yeah been in that. You know, was one of those uh, gray shirt NXT. You know, owned by NXT or whatever the hell those shirts say. Uh, she was in one of those promo shots. Like, look who we just signed in whatever it was twenty twenty eighteen or whatever. So, yes, Roxanne Perez has been there for a little bit. So, all right, let's, uh, geez, Portia, come on. Um, yeah, I, anything else? Any, other, any other topics before we, uh, before we head on out? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, definitely, uh. We just talked about Bobby Roode real quick or mentioned him. Um, Kingslayer said he misses Bobby Roode. He's on his way back in the next few months. Is he Is he on before or after WrestleMania? After, I think. You don't think he's well, a, well, a Rumble well, kind of? Yeah, yeah put, a, put a body in there. Yeah. And where do you see – where do you see – how do you see Triple H positioning him? It's uh, weird because, like – the intercontinental title and U.S. titles are like big deals now again, and so like you wonder if because they're big deals now, does that mean is Bobby Roode gonna be kind of the the boundary, the barrier for singles act that is not going to compete over that? You know, I think you know I love Bobby Roode as U.S. champ early because he was still glorious and and you know that was really carried over from NXT, but I don't know. I don't know. I think Bobby Roode has some good single stuff, like other guys have good singles things, but I don't know if he's going to be in the U.S. intercontinental title range. Wow. It's, it's, uh, yeah, what a difference, you know, a couple years and, and being in charge of the, the main, th- the, you know, the whole shebang goes, uh, you know, Bobby Roode was Triple H's guy four years ago. When when they really started the glorious stuff four or five years ago, and and it was it was on and popping. Now he's got a chance to 
main roster pushed a guy he's been, you know, really big fan of. And because of the circumstances and the people he'd have to leapfrog, I'm not sure if Bobby Roode is worth, and this is me talking, I don't know if Bobby Roode is worth, you know, leapfrogging your current top folks. You know, mm-hmm. is he you going to swap him out for Gunther? Why? Gunther does better work than Bobby Roode and is fresher and, and all those things. Yeah. Uh, same with on the other side. I, I, I go with Austin Theory over Bobby Roode right now. Again, you're just not in a situation where Bobby Roode's needed. All right. Like he can be slotted into play somewhere, mm-hmm. <clears throat> decent spot, but you might be right. Might be. Um, it might be uh, that might be it as far as like Bobby Roode's, you know, kind of golden boy, Triple H's favorite. Just uh, this ain't five years ago, and this ain't NXT. This ain't even pushing and advocating for one of my favorites on the main roster when I don't have much power or much creative power. At least final say kind of power. It's it's different when you're the boss and got this final say and you look at the whole picture and it's five years later. Bobby Roo's like, oh shit, but I thought we were pals and I was in for a big push. Well, um, yeah, yeah. Um, I would just say next week, um, even though there will not be a traditional East Coast cast, uh, please, uh, whatever notifications you have on for us, Keep those alive Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, there is some stuff in the works uh, with AEW coming to town. So your your Twitch notifications and your Twitter notifications and all that, keep those on. Um, no promises, but there's some stuff in the works. And so, um, yeah, just, just even though you won't have a regular East Coast cast that evening, you may have something earlier in the day or the day before. So just be cognizant of that. He's setting y'all up for the for the for the okie doke. Hear him, uh, man. No promises. That's I'm just rig- saying, like, yeah, no promises. <laughs> um, we're working on other people's schedule, so just uh, be be aware of that. That's a good point. Uh, does Biggie come back right to the top? Excellent question. You know what? You could say they they should they sure could use them. And it's, it's not like yeah. Uh, they're flush. He does with... not challenge Roman Reigns. Like they, they were both champions. Um, yeah. so there, there is that. Um, I just want him to come back, man. However you come back, come back as long as you can. How do you feel about WWE and specifically not the corporate entity WWE, but the the wrestlers themselves? And this is probably too deep for for like, hey, it's just wrestling. But you know, Bianca and Biggie like sitting there on this commercial, advocating wanton consumerism, debt, and fucking interest rates. <laughs> you know, corporate interest rate. You know, get the WWE Mastercard or wherever the fuck. And it's just all about again. This is America, and not a fucking surprise to anybody. But it was all about. Oh, now I can buy this thing. Now I can buy this other, this thing that I want. Not this, not, oh shit, I got to pay off my fucking student loan or I can <laughs> get this medical debt. And, and, oh, I'm going to buy a fucking chandelier or a fucking new grill. It's, it, it just struck me as 
God, that's so just, you know, blowing that corporate capitalist dick. Like, ah, feed me more. Uh, I don't know why it hit me. I don't know if it was because it was Bianca and Big E, you know, or if they were the over-the-top nature. She was like, oh, chandelier. I was just like, ah. This Niggas is going to fuck up their money one way or another. You might as well fuck it up with me. It's probably how I felt even though I was in my 20s when the, the Rush card came out. I'm like, but that was okay. Like, even though I wouldn't get a WWE MasterCard, uh-huh. like, because you know, you can't be fucking eating dick like that. But <laughs> like, the Rush card was that felt nasty to me as a kid. Like, yeah, like, I was, in, I was, you know, 19, 22, yeah. whatever I was. I'm like, no, this is sick. I, this, I don't trust this nigga with my money at all. Yeah. I don't even wear a fat farm. What are we doing? No, 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 no. That felt yeah. nasty. Yeah. Like credit cards and everything are nasty. It, in gross. General, but just gross. Kind of. We live in a society where they are necessary. If you want, but these to, feel like the. I like when I see, the APR information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but I'm just but, assuming yeah. if it's like most of them, it feels like like the predatory lenders in your pocket. Like, oh. I, I mean, I'm the. I have an NFL card. So I'm the wrong guy to, you know. I, now, I do you have a card with an NFL this logo or design, the personalized, or like, because what is an NFL card? Like, what do you do with an NFL card? I buy su- stuff that I don't need, and they give me points to buy stuff at the see. NFL. You just buying into the wanton consumerism. Well, they tried to send me a fucking Atlanta Falcons card. I was like, no, 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 no. What? Where'd that go? Why this team? Just give me the NFL. <laughs> just give me the generic. I just love the league. <laughs> Were the commanders the commanders yet? When you uh, is that why you didn't get them? Uh, I bought like skin? no commanders stuff yet, even though like I'm all in. I'm like, okay, guys, we're, we're actually putting like something on the field. You should have seen me at brunch with this brunch place in San Antonio. My buddy brings us to, and there are no TVs outside, so I have to continually walk inside to watch the game because we refuse to beat anybody by more than one score. So <laughs> everybody's just annoyed with me. I'm going crazy in like this little Mexican restaurant. But yeah, um, I'm all in, man. They're playing some ball. You know, they're they're doing all right. Um, What's more embarrassing, WWE in your top five artists for Spotify wrapped or WWE MasterCard? Hey, listen, as a man who lifts very heavy weights, I owe a a decent amount of my strength to Bobby Roode's theme song Mm. and AJ's theme song. Mm. Them shits make the weights go up. So I would not feel bad. Um, I have to do some explaining. But yeah, WWE MasterCard is nasty. It just really is. Yeah, and they leaned. They leaned all the way into it too. Nasty, but yeah. hey, I, hey, listen. If they if they needed somebody to be in the goddamn Ringer Visa commercial, Bam. my black ass is gonna be right Bam. there. Yeah, let me get in on that yeah, watching hey, consumerism. <laughs> Talking all this shit. Fuck let me in on that wanting no, consumerism. Fuck it up. Fuck it up with me. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, but yeah, totally. All right. Um. We'll be back. Uh, they're the Bears. What are you talking about? Let them escape. They're the Bears. Have you not been alive the last 20 years? They're the Bears. Anyway. Man, we gave y'all that game a couple weeks, three weeks ago. God yeah, damn, what yeah. a... Th- th- thanks for the coochie. You we were, de- we were determined to just fuck that up. <laughs> it was like, I don't want to be undefeated no more. Um all right, we'll be back. Oh, no, we won't be back next week uh, for the live show. Yeah, man. See y'all yeah, we'll in two be- weeks. We'll, be we'll, we'll have suite. great stories um, from both before and after the show for reasons. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for sure. If you, if you are listening to this in podcast form and you are a Torch VIP member, please 
click on over to Rich and I's VIP East Coast cast. We'll be by for another hour or so of content. We'll be talking. I know he's he's got a show, Mainframe, Main, uh, some show. He said it was like fast forward. So I think he's going to talk to me about that. Uh, some books, uh, some more Disco Elysium. I'm a decent couple out, you know, another week into into that game. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, get at us next week. Rich and I will be by for VIP, so there won't be a live show next week with Cam and I, but Rich and I will be by next week, and I'll talk about the live AEW Dynamite experience and how much uh, of Joe's tequila did I drink? Because uh, yeah, last time we were in a suite, I was like, oh, let me take it easy. I don't be scared. Oh, and they fucked up a bunch of shit. Remember, we didn't get the food and the booze mm-hmm. and shit. Today, I have thirty minutes left. Like, I'm not pounding tequilas now. I'm about to drive home in forty minutes. Right. Uh, so uh, yeah, hopefully they'll get our food and drink right. Uh, hours. I didn't even pay for the suite. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I bought a ticket in the last row. <laughs> uh, but yeah. We'll be back, and we'll see you when we see you. Until then, for Cameron Hawkins, I'm Travis Bryant. This has been another episode of the East Coast Cast, and uh, we'll catch you in a couple weeks. We out.